and be ready to receive. We are talking about renovation time today. Renovating our homes, okay? So, this episode and challenge is coming from My Beautiful Book Boss, the podcast, if you don't know. But this particular challenge is our 2023 challenge for five days. And we are asking the Lord to renovate us, okay? And we're going to go through all of that in the details so you know what exactly what I mean. Yesterday was day one, and we discussed, we discussed, I'm sorry, you guys, we discussed um, what does it look like when God builds up something, specifically us. Our businesses, our homes, our families. What does it look like when the Lord begins to build us up? And we also talked about what happens if we're tearing down stuff. Because sometimes we need to tear down some things. Okay? And that's the whole purpose of the challenge. Let's get into day two. Yesterday I opened up in prayer. And today, I honestly, I forgot. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and come before the Lord. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be here again. And I ask that you just help us. Help us remove all distractions. Help us to settle our hearts. Excuse me. Guys, it is loud. We're on nap time. Night, night time. Not nap time. Y'all need to bring it 100% down now. We do ask you, Lord, to help us in every area that we need help in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, I want to go through the process today. If you have never gotten anything renovated before in your home, uh, there is a process. And so, what we are finding out as we study the Word of God and as He... Um, just elevates us to go deeper or and challenges us. Can I have been, I'm being stretched, you guys, if I can be honest. I'm being stretched. My faith, some of the things that he told me to work on a long time ago, that's why I need renovation, okay? Um, the way I speak, my attitude, y'all. Housewife and homeschool mom, six children, okay, in the house all day. Sometimes uh, we're sharing the household with my husband who does music and, uh, and what else? Um, having my own business, trying to get it off the ground. You know, it can be frustrating. And we what is natural which i don't know why but we can take it out on each other and so i need the lord to renovate my attitude my patience i need him to renovate the way i do things because obviously i'm not doing them the way he intended them to be because it's just not smooth and it's something about when god steps in it may not be 
like it may not work out a hundred percent the way you think it's going to work out but it works out like i just cannot explain it and he did in in his word promise us that the fruit of the spirit is peace is joy is love and when I just think about the trials that I personally went through in this home, um, y'all, as a housewife, it was not peaceful. Mm-mm, not one bit. It was not loving, <laughs> not joyful. And a, co a, a couple years ago, I realized I was in a dream and it was a lot going on around me, right, in my home. Everything was going crazy and I needed help. And I heard a voice say, well, one voice asked me, well, how are you making it? How do you do it all? And something, another voice said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then I repeated it. And like the light bulb came on, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I, throughout the years, struggled with that. I knew it. Like, I can repeat it. Okay, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But what does that look like in function? That's something I never grasped. And can I just tell you what it means? <laughs> Practically, it means that you have to make a, a decision. You have to decide that joy is the way you're gonna have to decide that peace is the way that love is the way not the way that we throw those terms out as human beings you know um the homosexuality movement lgbtq uh movement love is love that's one of their quotes and mottos if you will um but it's wrong love is not lo love is the way that god that love is and I'm not even talking about man and man trying to get married or woman and woman trying to get married love is patient love is kind love does not hold gracious love Love is not selfish. Love is not all about me. And so, I'm trying to take my time here with this subject. It can be love because it is selfish. When you're saying, I know it's wrong, but forget what everybody else thinks. Right? That's usually what happens, especially if you're a teenager and your parents... Um, don't agree with the lifestyle that you're choosing. Well, I, I deserve to be loved or, you know, it's all about me. Like, this is who I love, so this is the choices I'm going to make. That's selfish, so that's not the definition of love. We can just stop right there because love is love according to God's word. That's it. And usually the statistics, when we study the statistics, and then I'll, I'll come back to Renovate Me, Lord. When we study the t statistics of homosexuality, depression, 
um, suicide is high, you know. And then literally, what, in June when they were celebrating Pride Month, um, you guys, the monkeypox was going around. And I thought it was very interesting that no... When they were covering in the news, nobody wanted to say homosexuals was getting monkeypox. They kept going around it. Oh, well, we just can't say it's in this demographic because we're seeing it in children. Oh, it may come from animals. You know, they were just coming up with all types. They did not want to say the homosexuality community, the gay community, the queer community, the lesbian community. Hi. They did not want to say that community was getting monkeypox. And I have a good feeling because it's not love. The love does not get you sick. Love does not embarrass you. And so back to <laughs> Renovate Me Lord Challenge. The first thing that we're going to discuss is make a plan. Make a plan. What do you want renovated? That is the first step. Because when you know what you want renovated, now you can move on to setting the priorities, the time, the budget, and where you're going to start. If you know what you want to be renovated, for example, are we doing the kitchen? Are we doing the bathroom? Right? Well, if the bathroom isn't working altogether, the kitchen is just ugly, but the bathroom isn't working, I may start in the bathroom first. This is setting our priorities. This is us saying, you know what, I need to refocus my attention here on this particular matter. And I think it's interesting, uh, for example, when the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter movement, was saying black lives matter to everybody that there were a lot of people disagreeing it was a lot of people trying to say well wait a second all lives matter yes that is true however in the black community at this present time we have a problem let us focus our attention on this because this is a problem right now we do have a humanity problem, but right now specifically, let's deal with this first, okay? And so it's the same thing with making a plan for God to renovate us. What is the biggest problem that we have? Let's start with there, okay? And if y'all like me, I feel like the Lord need to renovate everything in my home, okay? <laughs> everything. Because we need him. So, after we set our priorities, there's a time limit. You know, sometimes we think because we're dealing with God, we have all the time in the world. How many of us heard that? Once saved, always saved. Or, you know, I got time as long as I'm breathing. Uh, God is, is going to love me. He's going to be there. Well, can I tell you the truth? <laughs> No, the Bible says, seek God while he may be found. That's a time limit, guys. That is a time limit. Yep. And sometimes we drag our feet when we're trying to um, just do what God has called us to do. I want to give you a very good picture in your mind real quick. Israel, 
when they were coming out of Egypt and they went into the wilderness, it was only supposed to take a few days. It turned into 40. I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend 40 years in my current situation because I was dragging my feet. Because I didn't do what God told me to do. I do not want to spend that time doing it. It is not worth it. I want to get to the promised land. The promised land. And for real, what happened? They never reached it. So that is a perfect example of a time limit. Time runs out, okay? That's just what it is. Um, setting our priorities. Making sure we have a time frame. Next is the budget. It's going to cost you something. Right? We sometimes as Christians don't like to talk about money. We're getting more comfortable talking about money. Praise God for that because money is not a problem. It's a tool that God uses for, for the furtherment of his kingdom. And so when we're setting a budget for our renovation, we got to be realistic and make sure what we're asking for is in alignment with our pockets. I'll say that again. What are you asking for? when you're making these plans to renovate your home and make sure it's lining up with the budget, with the cost, with the time frame. Maybe you want the whole house renovated. If the whole house is renovated, then that's going to be more money. That's going to be more time. Well, okay, well, right now I just want the floors done. If you want the floors done, it's going to be a budget. It's going to be a time frame. So we have to take all of that into consideration. All right. The next step into our renovation plan. Oh, before I move on to the next step, let me define renovate real quick. Renovate. The act of restoring something old. Hi. The act of restoring something old, especially a building. It is to a good repair. I love that. I need the Lord to repair some things in my life, okay? Especially when you feel like Satan has been winning or stealing or beating you up in some areas. He took some things from you. You need the Lord to come in and repair it. Thank you, Lord, to restore it. Thank you, Lord. Help us out, God, okay? Um, let me read Proverbs 21 5. Proverbs 21.5 says, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. The thoughts, our ideas, our mindset of the diligent, people who work hard and who are committed, they only tend to the plenteousness. So prosperity. Prosperity is not just money. But it is like the furtherment. Hey. Prosperity is not just money. It is the furtherment. It's to prosper. It's to grow. Expand. If you study the nature of God. He always wants to grow things. The only time God wants to kill something or tear it down is if it shouldn't be there. But if we just look at the Garden of Eden, it was plenteousness. 
everything was beautiful. Everything was gorgeous. Everything was fruitful. Amen. Everything was good to eat. The only tree he said not to eat was the one that Eve ate. Okay. But he said, don't eat one of them. It was good for fruit and it was beautiful. But everything in the garden you can eat. Everything. And it don't just eat it and you get sick, you know, like we do now if we eat something wrong. Everything that God made was good. And so when we look at this scripture, the thoughts, the ideas of the diligent, the ideas of the committed ones, they only are for prospering. Nobody wants to hurt anybody. We want to, as Christians, especially Christian women, build up. We want to help the furtherment, right? We want to help grow some things. But of everyone that is hasty, oh Lord, I don't want to be hasty anymore. I used to get so full of anxiety, rushing, and then not just rushing, but if I'm honest, in fear i'm feeling like i'm doing this thing on my own or it's not gonna work out i gotta hurry up and meet this deadline yes we talked about time there is a time limit but can i challenge you god gave you the time to do what you need in the right way in the spirit of excellence so you don't have to rush to the point where it's sloppy Nope, you're going to have to go back and do it again. But don't drag your feet. You know, God told you to do something. You're like, all right, Lord, I need a sign. <laughs> or I'll get to that tomorrow, next week. I'm not ready. Oh, Lord, it's not the right time. Y'all, if he said do it, he's going to provide a way to do it. Okay? <laughs> so let me move on to... The second, the first step was make a plan. The second step is set a budget. All right, now we got to talk about money a little bit. How much can you comfortably spend? This is in my research. This is what it said on Google. How much can you comfortably spend when you are talking about renovating? How much can you comfortably spend? Meaning, you should not be going over budget. Things. <laughs> Girl, have I been in your business? I've been spending time with the Lord. He, he is giving it to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys, include unexpected costs. This lets me know that we're being wise. When we can set a budget, right, but also include, like, you know what? I want to get my bathroom done. What am I asking for? Okay, that's going to cost 10000 What can I spend? I, I, I'm going to go with a $5,000 budget. But if I'm bringing it all the way down from 10000 to $5,000, right, I still need to include the extra expenses. Well, they found out that they have to redo the toilet line. That's going to cost $1,000. Okay, so now my budget is $4,000. $5,000 in total, but $1,000 just to fix that problem. And the other $4,000, okay, now 
the budget is for, can I get that pretty vanity I really wanted? You know what I mean? Like, you don't necessarily have to say the budget is 6000 now because it's going to cost me 1000 No, you keep it at the five, but you have to fluctuate and move it around to cover the cost. That is a wise woman who knows how to handle her money. And if y'all need help with that, I'm your girl. I love budgeting. I love switching around that money and saying, okay, we can squeeze some of this from that, put it over here, and you never have to go over budget. All right, let's go to the word. Luke 14, 28. This is my next scripture. We're talking about budgeting for our renovations because we want the Lord to renovate us. And if you're like me, I want him to renovate my entire life. <laughs> I know that's right. Okay. Luke 14, 28 says, here we go. For which of you intending to build a tower Sit if not down first and count the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Oh my God. The Bible lets us know. Did we count up the money to make sure we can finish the project that we started? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I used to think money was bad and wrong because I knew I couldn't afford certain things. I knew I couldn't afford, I cannot afford a 5000 renovation. No, I can't do that, Lord. They, they are evil. They are wicked. You know, <laughs> I'm going off. Thank you, Jamie. I'm proud of you as well. Um, I, I, I couldn't. So I, I just had this weird relationship with money. But God began to just share so many things. I can't go into it right now. But one, money's not wrong. And two, you need to level up. You need to level up. If your bathroom renovation to get a decent bathroom costs $5,000 and all you have is $500, you can't blame God and you can't feel like he don't want it for you. You have to seek him and ask him, okay, Lord, I got $500. How do I get to the $5,000? Because we need a decent bathroom and we know a good, good father provides for his children. And you're going to realize that it's some changing, some renovating in you has to be done before you can get, you know, to the $5,000 budget. That's probably a little too much for this, um, this short five-day challenge, but that's, that's the truth. We have to grow in some areas in order for the money to grow. Yes, definitely in that season now and definitely time to get the abundance. Girl, is there the abundant? God ain't lacking. Okay. Okay. So the second thing or the third thing, I'm sorry. I'm on number three is hire a contractor. Contractor is a person of a company or a company that undertakes a contract to provide the materials or the labor to perform a service or a job don't you do it yourself in other words hire somebody who know what they're doing the lord is speaking to me 
in the Lord. I've been trying to do things on my own for so long and trying to figure out why it ain't working out, Lord. Because I need some help. We can't do it on our own. <sighs> Look, I'm getting excited. I need to calm down. So, when we hire a contractor, it is primarily, they are primarily in charge of, I don't know my handwriting right now, sorry. I think that's finishing. But finishing the vision of the client. I like that. They are in charge to just bring the past, the vision of the client. You have a vision that God gave you. And you know, okay, you're looking around your home and you see some things wrong. You know where you're trying to go, but you need to hire the help for it to come to pass. That's all that means. It says to bring the vision of the client into reality. Sometimes we pray and we see it, but it never manifests. I'm going to tell you right now, God is real. His power is real. So some things have got to show up. Because that's what Paul said. He said he's not coming in words. He's coming in power. I need the power to come on in my life right now to help these renovations come to pass. Okay? Um, they work with the client to create real realistic expectations that meet a budget requirement. And then they organize the project and bring in subcontractors or handymen if needed. The contractor will get the people they need to work. They're not even working on their own. They're, they're putting people in places. Oh my God. Let me go to the scripture. Proverbs 16.3. He waiting on us and we waiting on him. He gave us the power to create wealth. Oh my, yes he did, Jamie. And I just pray that right now that we receive it. I don't want to walk in the wilderness like Israel. I want to receive my wealth, Lord. I want to go into the promised land. Proverbs 16.3 says, I'm still pulling it up. Um. Okay. It says, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit your works unto the Lord. We're talking about renovation. And the contractor comes in and helps us. So commit your works to the Lord. And your thoughts shall be established. The Lord will keep our minds on him. I don't know about y'all, but I have been so distracted. I have been trying to do this, trying to do that. And when I took a break from social media, I just focused on the kids. And then I realized, like, okay, I'm filling up my whole day with just them. My thoughts are on them. How do I come back and balance this now? How... How do I focus on them? How do I homeschool? How do I keep up the housework? How do I have time for the business? It's so many moving pieces. 
But what I found is God will, again, your thoughts give you that wisdom to be able to organize the structure that you need for your home. In your particular situation, God will structure it so you can accomplish the work that you have to accomplish. He will give you the strength and he will give you the plan in order to bring the past, whatever it is that he told you to do. So my long list that I just named that I have to get done, he will give me the wisdom and the strength to be able to do it. And if you have multiple children like I do, you got to put them to work. Let them be your subcontractors. Let them be your handyman. Because that is true training up a child. Let them work at it now. So by the time that they're older, they can take over the business. If that's what you want to give them. Or they have their own businesses established. In Jesus' name. Okay? I'm going to try to move quickly because I'm running out of my time. Um, insurance. That's the next step. You got to have some insurance. So, the insurance company is to make sure you have the right amount of coverage. And you know what I thought about when I said, oh, we covered Right now, I just thought about, are we covered in the blood? And if we're covered in the blood, do we have the Holy Ghost? We are not truly saved to completion until the Holy Ghost fills us up. Because there's three things that Acts 2.38, I believe, tells us in order to be saved. Repent, turn away from my sin. Be baptized in water. I don't know why people saying they don't need to get baptized. Yes, you do. <laughs> Baptize in that water. And know what it means, though. Don't just do it because you did it. Know what it means. I had to go back and get baptized. I was baptized as a child like a lot of people have been if they've been raised in the church. But when I got um, saved, I didn't understand what baptism was. So the Lord spoke and said, you need to go get baptized. I had to do it again, y'all. Okay? Repent, be baptized, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you truly cannot live the Christian life. If you're talking about holiness and being sanctified and living for Him, His way, you can't do that without His power. Not going to happen. Alright. So the next scripture... Oh, I also want to bring this point to the insurance company. If you don't have the right amount of coverage, here's the thing. You may lose out. You may lose out. Why? Because when you renovate, it raises up the value. Come on, guys. It raises up the value of the home. And you want to be covered so you don't lose anything. Who in the world want to do their entire house right and they sell it for 200000 The people who get it, they say, oh, this is way undervalued. I'm going to sell this for 400000 You just lost $200,000. Or if damage happens and you're living in that home and the insurance says, we can only give you 200000 because that's how much your insurance covers, even though your home is worth 400000 
I don't want to be like that. Let me go into the spiritual because I have to. When God saves you, no matter if we feel gross on the inside, sometimes we do. We're like, okay, how can God love me? God loved you when he died for you. So that's old. He already proved his love. When he saves us, it's just making us realize. When he saves us, we realize how much he loves us. And then that what? It raises the value. Why do I say that? Because if we're honest, when I was in my sin, I was not pretty. I was not acting. Excuse me. I was not acting the way that I could have been acting. I was not dressing the way I could have been dressing. And so my value was down. I really didn't uh, have a lot of self-confidence. You know, sometimes we dress a certain way and we're being sexual, if I'm honest. And we're saying, you know, if I got it, I can flaunt it or all these things. And to be honest with you, if you took off the eyelashes... If you remove the wig, if you take away the makeup, take away the nails, get some not name brand clothes, remove the purse, the heels, who are you? Can you be confident in that? Again, my first point when I opened up, I started talking about the LGBTQ community. I have no hate towards anybody. I really don't know anybody who's a part of the community, to be honest with you. But what I've realized through experience is that we can overcompensate and we can fall into what other people have labeled us. If somebody said you was a tomboy, now you feel like, okay, I'm masculine. Maybe I am a boy trapped in a girl's body or vice versa. If you're a man and somebody says, you know what, you are mama's, a mama's boy or you look like a girl, your voice, whatever the case is. You overweight, you got man chest, man boobs, or whatever. That can seep in your spirit and you feel like, man, I can't get the girls. I'm not the prettiest. Or I can't get the guys. I'm not the prettiest. Right? Then you'll, you will begin to take on what somebody has labeled you. Maybe I should just be gay or a homosexual. Maybe I should do that. And I'm here to tell you right now, if you were uncomfortable when people were calling you that, then that's not for you. Come on out of that. Be who God created you to be. And the first thing is to look in the mirror. You can be the woman that God created you to be or the man. If you were born male, you can be the man. If you're born female, be the woman. And what you see right now, the hair, the makeup, the style of clothing, all that came from God. Because I didn't dress this way. I didn't look this way. Like I said, I didn't have the confidence. When you find your identity in Christ, you realize you don't need anything else. All you need is Him. And because He loves you already... It just fills you up. And then you say, okay, I'm going to learn how to put on my makeup. Because I didn't know how to put on makeup either. I, I don't need to show all of that anymore. 
Mm-mm. God loves me just the way I am. So I'm going to wear what I truly want to wear. And if I can be a little bit more honest, those clothes did not make me feel comfortable. It was just showing how, uh, how low self-esteem, how much I did not value myself. Okay? Hey, his love. We have to value ourselves, ladies. All right. Um, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. We're talking about the insurance company. Hallelujah. Because in order for us to be renovated, we got to get some coverage. Amen. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways mm, higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And the reason why I pulled this scripture is because you can do all the planning and the renovating you want, but the insurance says, oh, this is not up to code, you're going to have to you know this inspection it didn't pass you're gonna have to figure that piece out first before you can start renovating so god's way is not our way we first need to come to the word and figure out what he said first then do the renovating all right the last the last thing well it was three more things but i'm gonna go ahead and stop here because i've been on here too long um Do I want to give you the points? I think I want to go ahead and give you the points. Is secure the permits. The permits need to be properly inspected in order to follow the regulation. I just mentioned that when I said God's way, not our way. Because God doesn't change. Um, we want to follow his law. And then we can start the demolition process. So let me give you the scriptures. Amos 3, 7. Isaiah 28, 29, and 1 Timothy 4, 7. You guys can look that up on your own. I am Sharice Antoinette. I am the host of My Beautiful Book Boss, the podcast, and I teach biblical womanhood to women who want to build their life according to the Word of God. So if you guys want to follow me, please do, and definitely follow the podcast. So I love you all. Stay beautiful. Be wise. Be all that God created you to be. And as we are talking about renovating our homes, I want you to write down today as a part of your challenge and to enter into the giveaways. Write down your plan. What needs to be renovated first? In steps, you can come up with the most five things. Okay, three to five things or just one thing. What is one thing we can focus on right now that really needs to be renovated in our lives? And then how practically, how are you going to implement that in your life? And then as you're implementing it, get some scriptures around that topic. Okay, and after you get your scriptures around the topic, I want you to start envisioning. Envision the change. I think yesterday I said write a list. Write a list. What do you need to change and what do you want it to look like? Because that's going to help you gather that budget and that time.
what needs to change my heart okay how long is it gonna take oh oh lord help me and my thoughts how long is it gonna take what is the cost maybe the cost is fasting and praying maybe the cost is waking up early and beginning to read your bible more maybe the cost is praying three times a day maybe the cost is you know going going to church more often or listening to a sermon it's different ways we can go about this if y'all need help please dm me i'm available at sharice antoinette i love y'all stay beautiful be wise be all that god created you to be and i'll see y'all tomorrow bye